Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up! Wow, thank you so much, Justin. You're syncing the lights that sync with you. I forgot that they do that. They sync when you yell and then make noise in the room. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while since we've uh, recorded when the sun's going down. Ah, uh, yes, right. So now the lights, you got a good mood that you've set in the room. And uh, you got your your accent lighting. That is, I mean, wow! What a better way to start the podcast. I mean, it was a excellent twelve dollar buy on Amazon. You know, I hate to give Amazon credit, but yeah, uh, stop. We'll bleep out their name. Uh, right. Okay, I'm John Stenning. Justin Adam K. We are here with Maddie Poirier. Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. We are going to break down some very specific things that you liked when you were a kid, some things that resonate with you. We're going to talk about Peter Pan and a little graham cracker snack a little bit later. But before we get into it... Doesn't Peter Pan make a brand of peanut butter, too? Wow. It's true, and I missed that opportunity. We all missed the opportunity. I didn't use it, but it just came to me as you said that last sentence, John. I don't know why, but anyway. Hey, that's all right. Well, you know what? Let's actually, let's stop the podcast. Let's all run to the store real quick. (laughs) We'll grab some Peter Pan peanut butter. Um, Maddie, some, you know, obviously, very obviously, in the middle of a pandemic, hopefully the tail end of it, I feel like maybe we're on the other side, but... We've been asking a lot of our guests during this time this past year, during these remote recordings, um, if they have been spending their time re-watching anything from their childhood or revisiting anything like that. You do have a young one yourself at home. Maybe there's anything that you're revisiting with him. I don't know. Other than Peter Pan, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, have you been re-watching any old movies or TV shows during this past year? Um... You know, actually, not especially, and I guess I would chalk a lot of that off to just limited time, but we do go hard on Sesame Street in our house. Oh, nice. So we started in current seasons, but then we had to dig back because... Okay, because that was going to be my question. There there is some newer stuff that that they're making, right, that's on HBO that I, I have not seen. Have you been watching any of that stuff that's produced by HBO or... Yeah, so the HBO stuff is pretty good, um... Like the more, it, it feels like they had a lot bigger budgets. And oh, there's, right. There's more like animated segments. There's more, um, more star power. You know? Okay, so they have like they have like guest stars coming in that like we recognize from today's pop culture. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, and especially from like the 50th anniversary season, oh, it seems yeah. like there was a lot of a lot of stars. I mean, there's always like a few that like musical guests and things like sure. that, but. Um, so because it's Street's on, come a long way. Yeah. So because it's on HBO, does that mean like the average Joe, you know, person with a child is not able to watch Sesame Street anymore? I don't, that's like a good question. on channel, and P, whatever, PBS? PBS or, yeah. I think it still airs on PBS. I think it does too. Oh, I think good. that was like part of the deal. Part of the deal, yeah. Justin, oh. I was really hoping that you were going to say, since it's on HBO, do they swear all the time now? <laughs> I would love that. Is it really blue? Just like, I would love you. that like HBO um, produces it and they make sure that it still airs on PBS so that it's for kids. But that also, as part of the deal, they make an adult version. Like, uh, right. that After would be, dark? Yeah. I, God, I would love that. So, like, Bert and Ernie are fully out. There's a lot of cursing. Like, yeah. it would be great. I would be all about that. Like, as an aside to that... Um, have you guys ever heard of the Harley Quinn show? 
Uh, yeah. I think it's on HBO. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I mean, it. Uh, it's on, uh, yeah, HBO Max, HBO Max. And yeah. um, it's so fucking hilarious to hear these cartoon, like, you know, it's like Batman villains and Joker mm-hmm. and all the villains. But they're just like talking like a like a sitcom and like cursing at each other. And, is like, it rated a, R? It's like a rated R. show? It's a rated R like twenty minute sitcom huh. show, mm-hmm. but it's like with the Batman character. So it's like it is so funny. I can't like, and I don't know why I'm laughing so much. It just like they literally just swear, and it makes me laugh. Is it and, like it's like what we do in the shadows, but with those characters? Is it like that kind of a feel, or is it more like a sitcom sitcom? Um, well, it's yeah, interesting angle. It's like, so like Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn become roommates because she dumps the Joker because the Joker is obviously like, they have an insanely abusive and toxic toxic relationship. (laughs) Terrible person. Yeah. And they're constantly talking about that. And Joker is like, he starts making fun of like Bane and calling Bane a monster to his face. And then ultimately, like after the end of that episode, Harley's like, Bane, why, why do you let him do that to you? And then Bane's like, yeah, why do I let you do that to me? I'm fucking Bane. And like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's actually like super, and this was all happening at the Penguin's son's bar mitzvah. Uh. Which is like, adds a whole nother layer because then like later on in the episode, they're wearing like a bar mitzvah shirt with the kid's face on it. Multiple and like, generations here. Oh my but God. this is not, this is not for kids. Sesame Street is still for kids. Correct. It is. Right. And so- yeah. How does now you've been watching some of the older stuff? You were said it's a 50th year anniversary recently, right? So Sesame Street has there's a lot to go back and dig into. Yeah. How would you say it does it compare? Is it the same? Like is it a natural evolution being in 2021? Yeah, I feel like for the most part Sesame Street really holds up actually. Interesting. Like it's Yeah. Um because I think they were always just like they were always focused on the right things. Like they were always focused on Sure inclusion and equality and kindness and like things that are just like evergreenly awesome so right they didn't have to all of a sudden pivot because uh there was some awful like racial stereotype like a (laughs) lot of other shows that have been on for that long or something the only weird thing that i did see was like i don't know you just you need a lot of of children's programming and like i'd like to say more about waffles and mochi later but they're there's a lot of different kids shows out there now that are just like garbage. So like Sesame Street has been a go-to just because you know that it's actually going to be it's like quality halfway decent. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be like totally weird. Um, like, but do you Pan. think our parents felt that way about our shows that they're like just super out there and weird and like they hated them? Some, some of them probably. <laughs> did anyone's, did anyone's parents ever like Ren and Stimpy? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I don't exactly. even like it. But, oh, I love it, but I get yeah, that. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It was a moment in time. Um, but no, I did see one Sesame Street special that was like a Christmas thing, and like Santa was kind of like, Elmo, you're not getting any presents. And it was like, it was just like trying to shame Elmo. Weird, yeah, like off-brand Santa in a Sesame Street special. And like I remember like Elliot started like crying a little bit, like even he could yeah. tell that it was like yeah. not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's like, not chill. It's like Santa from the seventies had a little bit too much to drink before he came to set or something. I don't know. The yeah, just the whole uh the psychology of like someone that plays a Santa is really interesting to me. Like someone who's like a full time Santa is uh yeah. you know, I was worked I worked on set with a Santa once. We were shooting something with a Santa and in between takes he never ever dropped the act. Um, really? 
yeah, it was like I was working closely with him, and so we would cut, and I'd be like, hey, so what's up? Where are you from? And he'd be like, the North Pole. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like, you're like, no. Where are you from? And he's like, no, the North Pole. I'm like, all right, so whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, you know, well, couple, see you later. A couple takes later, a couple takes later, it was like, so are you married? And he's like, yeah. To Mrs. Claus. And I was like, all right, I'm done with you, buddy. Get out of here. I'm not talking to you. I'm not spending my free time talking to you anymore. It's like, yeah, it's an interesting. interesting it's like uh, the Santa Land Diaries. That's what that brings yes, to mind. Yes. Sort yeah. of a, like a, I don't know, not necessarily like an arrested development type moment, like the character that we're about to talk about, which has its <laughs> own complex wrapped around it, right? But a little bit of the same, like, sort of just like, I don't know, pigeonholing yourself into this same sort of yeah. character. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, um, I made a documentary. Um, I was like the U S um, component of a documentary about Madonna fans. Oh, okay. A few years ago called mad. Yeah. Like mad for Madonna. Yeah. And um, I interviewed Chris America who's like, Oh yes. Form- yes. The foremost Madonna impersonator. Yeah. Yes. I, I got to go interview her at her house slash rehearsal space in dc that must have been super interesting it was super interesting like yeah that's a real a peek behind the curtain of something like that um yeah it was crazy so yeah it was another thing where but she like at home she's not madonna but she just looked so much like her that it was like i felt like it was harder for me like i was like are you sure (laughs) yeah is this just like an act so that you could not be madonna you know yeah yeah. yeah, you could just be a Madonna impersonator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we've mentioned it a couple times, but we are here to talk about Peter Pan, specifically starring Mary Martin. Which I, you know, when you say Peter Pan, a lot of people probably think of the animated, or the animated version, right? Mm-hmm. So, Maddie, how is this different? than the Peter Pan that most people grew up watching. Not that people might not have seen this, but I think the anim- the animated version is what sort of stands out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Disney animated version, which right. I definitely also saw growing up. Also, I mean, there's been so many. Like, oh, absolutely. So many. But, um, and Hook was one that I thought of right away, too. Hook but Hook, yeah. this version um, was a 1960 broadway musical production of peter pan um put on i think by like rca or something and they filmed it for tv for broadcast right so it was broadcast and you know 1960 i'm 35 years old so this was like way before my time i don't even know like if i saw it as a rerun on tv if i if it was like recorded and we I have no idea. Like I was too little to yeah. to remember, but uh, yeah, it was. But um, you remember ha- like ha- having seen it. It was I. I chose this. I chose it for a few reasons. One of them was like it's the first movie that I can kind of remember seeing, or have like That's a memory so cool. about. Yeah. Um, and the second one, the second reason was actually that. At work over the past year, I did a lot of um, research on like representation in kids' media, how it affects kids. Like, when do kids start to develop racial biases? Like, um, you know, 
because of what they're seeing, which yep. is actually six months old, by the way. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, I got to sit in on a really cool study that Viacom and Nickelodeon did um, work with like the conscious kids. So I had been doing all this work and I was kind of like interested to be like, what was my media diet like? And I was like, this is probably going to be pretty bad because like, obviously like all the Native American portrayals sure. are like very racist and whitewashed. Super whitewashed. Yeah. Blonde, blonde Native Americans running, yep. running about in this. Yep. This they're version very like painted faces in a not yeah. good way. Like not great. Cartoony caricatures. But can I, can I say, I mean, without kind of jumping the gun, uh, when they finally came out and did their song and dance for the first time, mm-hmm. it was the standout until that point, as far as like choreography of the, play at that point it's like it was like i mean it's quite the production yeah right yeah yeah i mean it won it won multiple tonys i think Um, tony awards for both stars so mary martin we mentioned she stars as peter uh cyril richard stars as captain hook both big broadway stars the original production was from 1954 and then they actually did a telecast in 1955 another one in 1956 and then this specifically is the color version from 1960. Um, yeah. All filmed which, actually on, at NBC Studios rather than on the Broadway stage. Right. But acted out like a live performance right. as opposed to something with cuts and, and edits and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. super interesting. That sort of harkens to a lot of the things that like NBC has done recently, which I'm a big fan of musicals, and I think a lot of those have sort of fallen short. Um I can think of like NBC did a Sound of Music, and I think they did. They even do like a Rocky Horror Picture Show, which oh, they they really did a Wizard of Oz. They did a Wizard of Oz. Yep. 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 Um, so yeah, they're they're filmed like a stage production, and yeah. this being one of the first things that you saw or you remember seeing, did you continue to to like be enamored by the story of Peter Pan? Like, did it make you want to? Go and see the other things you didn't really know at that point. I think, I think I was, but here's why. Like, so the only thing, so I hadn't seen this in like 30 years or more. Like, wow, awesome. Yeah. So rewatching it was truly almost like seeing it for the first time again. Like, the only things I remembered about it were, was the first number where she's flying, like, when they are Peter Pan is flying. So like they're all flying and they learn how to fly. Like, I remember that. I remember Tinkerbell getting sick and then the breaking the fourth wall where they're like, you can bring her back to life. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like we're going to, we're going to bring Tinkerbell back to life. It was so funny that you say that because they only do that for one time at like an hour into the movie. Yeah. And so like, I'm not prepared. I have no idea. They haven't set that up that I'm going to be involved in any way. And Elise <laughs> is sitting right next to me, and she starts clapping immediately. And I'm like, what are you doing? Right, Justin, you, you had not seen this before. Were you not familiar with this production? Um, I've actually seen Peter Pan live at Providence Performing Arts Center with uh-huh. possibly the, the woman that replaced um, Mary Rigby. Martin. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I saw. I, I honestly don't. I'm just assuming, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I have seen it live with, with um, you know, at PPAC as a kid, and I loved it. Similar, um, yeah. to, this, similar to this production? Same. Yeah, yeah. Super same. I think, like, it's not... So it wasn't so much, like, 
remembering watching the movie because like my memory of the movie was very fragmented but I remembered the main takeaway was that Peter Pan could be a girl yes because I remember like one of my earliest distinct memories is being in preschool and like somebody was like let's play Peter Pan and I said I want to be Peter and um a boy said you can't you're a girl you have to be Wendy I mean Wendy sucks you know like (laughs) I was like no I was like no I can be Peter because Peter is a girl her name was Mary Martin like I you know Uh, what I mean like I was like I have an example of this I can be Peter yeah second choice by the way was Tiger Lily because she's basically in charge of all the Braves right and she basically becomes like Peter's equal like halfway through the movie Right. So I was like, all right, well, you can't be Peter, you can be Tiger Lily. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's you that that was my big takeaway was like Peter can be a girl. Like I can be Peter Pan. Yeah, which I think is like we talk about a lot of the maybe the problematic things in this movie, which I don't maybe we're not even necessarily done talking about those problematic things. Oh no, but we're not. <laughs> it is it is rather I don't even want to use the term progressive because I don't think it it's not progressive to cast a woman in this role. It's just opens your eyes to the possibility of, of different things. And yeah. especially it, it is very fitting for the role to be played by a woman. The sort of like the acrobatic and the stunts and playing sort of playing a boy as opposed to an adult. Right. So it's one of the first I, I was I've been in this production. I was in this production as a kid. Uh, I was in musicals all through my life and like we did, I would do one or two a year with like the schools that I went through from preschool until ninth grade. And I was in this, as soon as I turned it on it, the memories came rushing back to me because I knew (laughs) all of the songs. I knew like the dance numbers because I had seen it a couple times. I was in it when I was younger. And one of the first things I remember like learning in like when I learned the lore of musicals was that Peter Pan, a lot of the times is played by a female, you know? And it was like one of those things that was just sort of, okay, that's how it is in the theater world. And you were just like, as a kid, you were like, okay, no problem. You know, like moving on, who's gonna, so who's playing what, what are we singing? What are we dancing? You know? Um, this is such a, an interesting, I almost feel like also like the theater company that like I was with or whatever you want to call it. Like, they ripped this off so much. They did it like beat for beat. It's like really bad. Like looking back <laughs> on it, I'm like, oh wow, we t- clearly the the director clearly just watched this and then told us to do the same exact things, <laughs> except for the flying around bits because we were you know in elementary school, so we would just pretend to fly around. Um, yeah. Well, you had to fly better than uh, her brother and sister because at least Peter. Like, why did Peter? No, to at least do a cool pose while the wires moved her around. Whereas the siblings literally stood there. They just stood and let the wires move them. Move them around. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. you guys well, no, Michael, Michael runs like Michael a does the running. Yes, he runs yeah. in the Oh, air. yeah, that's the little one. The little one, right? Yeah. Yes. My husband yeah. was like, that's probably the most accurate depiction of your, re- your reaction to flying for the first time. Like, right, because you try to run, but you'd be like flailing in the middle of the air, like not really moving or like, around. You'd just be so excited. You'd just be like, ah, I can fly, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of, I mean, you know, being on Broadway, being a Broadway production, a lot of music incorporated in this, much more than there is in the the traditional 
animated version, which has yeah. some songs, but not like this, not sing-along songs. Yeah. Um, and certainly not the same number of them. Yeah. Was Tiger Lily in the animated version? Yes. Was mm-hmm. she in Hook? No. Okay. Maybe that's why um, watching this, I like went to Elise. I was like, "Who's this? Why is this involved? Why like why are the Native Americans here?" And um, mm-hmm. she's like, "What do yeah. you mean? Tiger Lily's like a character." And I was like, uh, "Was she? Is she? Uh, was she in like Hook?" I don't even know if there's any references to like sort of the. I, earlier, I called them Native Americans. They're obviously not Native Americans. This no. is Neverland, right? So the yeah, the people who who live the Braves. There and are, I don't I don't know what I'm comfortable with saying to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I don't um, know either. It's weird. But in Hook, I do not think that they hearken to them. There might be like a couple of Easter eggs or something, but it's really about just the Lost Boys and the pirates. Rufio, um, yeah. Oh, of course, and Rufio, the new generation. And yeah. and. In that same token, they're also not, if I recall, in Hook, because I, so, so, uh, Maddie, I only saw Hook for the first time for this podcast within the last year. I've never, that's why I'm like kind of asking these questions. Um, now in Hook, they also don't care about Wendy, like being a mom to the children. Is that correct? Yeah, because they're like past that. Well, they, I think, I think they're just like so far past it at this point, you know? Yeah, Yeah. because he's already grown up. Right. Like, yeah. So that's not really a big center of the plot like it is here, right? These, much like the animated movie, which a lot of people are familiar with, Wendy comes and she really teaches the Lost Boys a lot. And they realize that they need someone like a mother to help them do a lot of things. And I think they sort of come to the realization that being um, in Arrested Development or being kids their whole entire life might not be all it's necessarily cracked up to be you know because yeah that's the big thing with peter right peter never wants to grow up yeah it was like it was so weird watching it as a mom now too because it was sort of like um you're watching someone be like trapped into that role (laughs) absolutely like hey hey you're here and you're you're the you're like you're a girl you know stories could be our mother he's like like, we'll respect you you can do like he has all these jobs lined up for her and then like her brothers are like yeah she could be our mother we don't need our real mom whatever we'll just like we'll go to neverland she'll be the mom what's the big deal and it's like what and then like she gets there and she's like i don't know it's just it's it's fucked up for me Uh, we're kind of all over the place on this but yeah. I think uh, that's okay. Most people yeah. are familiar with the story of Peter Pan. Uh, right? We don't necessarily need to go through the beats of Peter Pan necessarily. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I would like to yeah talk about more specific things. Yeah. So for what I find to be so fucked up is that Wendy. That I mean, I just am, I mean, if that's what she wants to do is be a mom, good for her. But it just seemed like I don't know. Does she know what she wants to do? She's like a young teenager yeah. or whatever, so she doesn't know. And I don't like Peter just like forcing her into it. Then. Super weird when he comes back, like, whatever, 20 years later, and, like, Wendy's old, and he, Wendy just lets, yeah, my daughter could, you know, read the stories and do that, and that's all she aspires to be, too. She doesn't want to be anything yeah. more. Like, she doesn't try to instill any wisdom in her own daughter, which I thought was, like, annoying. And then, yeah, Peter, being A, okay with that, and B, like, learning the zero lessons from this story. Yeah. What I the fuck? That was, like... The biggest, like, I ended watching this movie and I was like, Peter Pan must die. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> he is, he's not a dynamic character. 
He's like a murderous, borderline narcissist who's like trafficking children. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's... What's he doing with those lost boys? How'd they get there and why is he keeping them there? It's just like, it's so crazy. But it's, I think um, also watching it as an adult, there's these parts where you realize that it's this undercurrent of, um, you know, there's there's all these un- there's all these weird undercurrents of like sexism and gender yeah. roles and colonialism and like all these yeah. things are going on. But I think one of the things that that really struck me was like the opening scene where the father comes in and he's oh. like flying off the fucking handle because he can't put his tie on. Yeah. And he's like, if I don't put my time, we won't go to the theater. If we don't go to the theater, I don't have a job. And if I don't have a job, we're all going to starve. Yes. And the kids are, and then he like flips out of the dog. Like. Oh, the dog is so, the dog played by a person. And the alligator played by a person. I love all the weird animals, the animals in Neverland, the ostrich. Yeah, the racy ostrich. I was like, yeah. So the ostrich is wearing like a thong. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. I didn't have, I never second guessed the lion with the glasses or the ostrich because they just stood up and walked like humans. So I didn't sure. question that they were like humans in the suit or whatever. Sure. It's Neverland, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. But then the dog and the alligator, like crawling on the ground yeah. and like being a human being in a costume <laughs> that was like walking on all fours or crawling on the ground like an alligator. It was like, why it's also funny prop? that like the dog and the alligator are like the same size in this world. The dog's actually like huge, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dog. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The dog is yeah. like this grown adult walking around on all fours, and uh. the, the alligator is like slithering, the crocodile slithering around on its stomach. Yeah, it's like, he's like little wheels on him. He's like freak. The dad's like freaking out in that scene, and he's like, "Why are we coddling the dog? Like nobody coddles me. I'm the breadwinner." And it's just, it's this, like, it's this feeling of, like, I'm being stifled by this role of, like, you're a man and you have to be the breadwinner. Like, you have to grow up and, like, have a wife and have all these kids and have this house and dress up and go out. And, like, you have to do all these things. And, um and that's like exactly what Peter never wants to do. And then just that he's not a dynamic character and he never changes. And like the Lost Boys are like taking this oath of like, we will never have serious dispositions. We'll never have to think about like serious things. And it's just like, like watching it as an adult, I was just like, you know, it's it's almost, you know, women are like obviously stifled in their role a lot mm-hmm. of the time, but it made me kind of feel like, oh shit, like this is really about like a guy, whoever was, you know, J.M. Barry or someone right. he yep. was inspired by who like just could not fucking handle like this, this cultural norm that they were being held up to, right? Like that's why Peter Pan exists. Like, Right. It's kind of sad, you know? It is super sad. And it also is like, you know, you mentioned this in all these all these plot points in the first act, right? So you're setting up what you think might be the opportunity for characters to grow and learn. And they really, like, they don't. No. No. There's not, like, at the end of the movie, it's not like all of a sudden the dad's like, you know what? 
I'm sorry. I really, I really miss the family. I really should be focused more on the, I shouldn't be getting all worked up about my tie or whatever. And it's just like, there's an, it's their resolution is not there. Yeah. They fly home. And the first thing he says to them is a little less noise there, a like, little less noise. And then you're like, Oh wow. You're still awful. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, I mean, to be back. fair, don't he does have like seven more house heads to feed yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true that's a bit that rough you know if he was already concerned about feeding his three kids and not wearing a tie yeah i uh, mean that would send anyone over the edge let's be uh, honest like yeah that's yeah seven kids out of nowhere that you got yeah feed. because yeah. his daughter was like we can adopt you <laughs> okay now i mean at the end of the day i'm glad she got him out of neverland they'll end up wherever they end up but um yeah, yeah. No, gonna, was... not if they end up with that guy no fathering them you know what though yeah, they may have like had a shitty dad, but that's gonna ultimately just force them to to be. They'll go write a play and do successful plays, and they'll still <laughs> hate their dad, but at least they'll, uh, you know, have lived a life. Yeah. And the dad is also the same actor that plays Captain Hook, which I always like loved about the uh, yep. sort of the original Peter Pan productions is like they would double down on characters like that. So uh, actually the same uh, actor that portrays Nana portrays the crocodile in this production. (laughs) So that's actually the same person. Um, His back was never the same. Never the same. And no one really cared because it was the late fifties, early (laughs) sixties. No workers comp. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Just just take after take after take. We're crawling around on all fours. a, A really hot costume. Back then, do you think that the choice to use Captain Hook as both the father and Captain Hook is a budgetary thing or also like a bit of a symbol, a symbolism? Thing? I think it, I always, I don't know. I always sort of saw it as symbolism. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, um, I, you would have to assume so because it feels like they have money for whatever. Like, yeah, it does. <laughs> flying, and, multiple And it's not like flying. they do it with all the characters, right? It's not like that the... Uh, the mom is coming, Mrs. Darling is coming in and playing a different character. It's really that that dad, that imposing father figure that we see in the first act, and then we also see him being overbearing as Captain Hook. Yeah. Right. The only thing that feels like really budget is Tinkerbell. Like, yes. You're which like, you don't see, like, there's no... She's there's a not flashlight. Like a, it's yeah, a flashlight. It's a yeah. flashlight. Follow right. the flashlight and some right. song. You know, which is, like, clever if yes. there was more other things like that. Yeah. That's true. You know, she's the only thing, and they kind of don't keep her always around, and, like, all of a sudden, you're just supposed to... You hear the music change, so you're like, oh, where... You're, like, trying to follow a hockey puck on television, right? You're like, where is she? Where am I looking on the screen? Uh, I do like the sound effects for Tinkerbell. I think they're nice. You know, just, like, the nice little tiny bell that sort of dings when when she enters and and flies about. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the flashlight really is uh, lacking. It's really lacking. Yeah. What, what is Tink's goal here? Like, what does she represent? I like how you call her Tink. Are you friends with her? Um, no, sorry. Me and Tink. Oh. Yeah, me out. and Tink, we're just hanging out. What do you think her, what do you think Tink's motives are? Yeah, like, what does she get out of her Peter Pan relationship? Like, just constant attention? But not uh, even, though. Yeah, because yeah. Peter Pan, like, forgets about her at the drop of a hat, poisons her, doesn't Moves care. on. Moves yeah, on, right. yeah. What does she hope? Like, is this just a Harley Quinn abusive, toxic relationship? Yeah, I don't know. He's just like, he's so, he's like the only, like, relentlessly positive 
person in the show, right? Like everybody wants to be near him. They all want to be like right on his. He's so side. charismatic. He's so like yeah. yeah every, everyone's drawn like, to him. Yeah. yeah, he can fly. He's in charge of literally every situation. Like even right. when like Captain Hook captures Wendy, mm-hmm. like he shows up and he's just like he's like fooling them, like. Right, basically running circles around them, you know? Yeah, like, they never really stand a chance against him. Like, it never feels... It's like, um, I, I feel like when you study, you know, like, like screenwriting or whatever, and you have, like, the dark night of the soul where it's, like, all is lost, and, like, yes. there's no dark night of the soul. Like, no. you never feel like Captain Hook's actually going to win. Like No, never. It's always just, like, so clear that Captain Hook is basically a buffoon, and, and Peter can... Yeah, like I said, run circles around him and really just like he has one up on him at every turn. And it's yeah. like, you're like, oh, okay. Like, so where, because it is very clearly split up into acts, not only because they tell you, but also just like the beats of the story are very, they flow in that sort of very traditional way. Um, but yeah, Peter, like, is Peter ever facing any real opposition in this story? Not no. really. No. no, it's like maybe if Captain Hook and like, you know, Tiger Lily's gang had like joined forces. Sure. Then like right. they'd probably be in some trouble. But since he's like so focused on, he's such a like one note, like I am evil and I love the Tarantella or like whatever. <laughs> he, yeah. like, he's always like striking up his little band. Yes. Like since that's his whole shtick that like, he never uh, gains any traction with anybody else. Like, not even the people that, like, not even the pirates, really. Like, no. they're constantly turning on him. It I don't would know. be so cool to see this story done in a way where, like, Captain Hook is sort of like, he's not actually out to get you. He's, like, there to, I don't want to say, like, make you think, but, like, he tries to, like, ruin Peter's disposition. Meaning, like, sure. you know, Peter, life is not all fucking cakes and rainbows, right? Like, you don't get to stay a kid forever. You're about to deal with blah, 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 blah. And, like, you better start getting on board with that or, like, life's gonna be really fucking hard. Or, you know, whatever. And, like, and then, like, seeing Peter have to, like, fight against that current of, like, Captain Hook is Negative not really that energy. person. But, like, he's, right. like, you know... Don't fight this wave, ride this wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you can keep parts of you that, that like, are you without giving up, you know, but still growing as a human being. Like, that, that's where the story needs to be redone in 2021 because it, it, it is, like, too sugary as far as, like, Peter uh, as, a, as a person. It's just like, dude, uh, like, you're not interesting. Like, I don't want to watch you I, I watch the rest of the story i'm intrigued by like you know the world and like what's going on in it and like why are you like what are the lost boys all about and blah 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 but like peter as an individual not not an interesting character by yeah. today's standards i think yeah, yeah. It, it, it almost seems like this exists for the spectacle of the show and the production <laughs> rather than like the story that's being told or, or the lesson like because throughout the movie wendy Wendy starts by telling the story of Cinderella and I think she's sort of they're talking about like the lessons that you can get from these different stories. Mm-hmm. But then like why doesn't why isn't there a parallel in the bigger picture? You know? Like 
yeah. to, to draw a lesson out of its own story. And yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't even know if it's necessarily fair to compare it for all the other different versions of Peter Pan or the way that um, that story has been told and retold, right? We talked about the animated version. There is Hook with Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams. There's then like the two live action versions that have come out in the past yeah. 15 years or so, oh. Pan and Peter Pan. And I think there was even a hook with Hugh Jackman or like a. Yeah. Wow. There's one in production now too, I think actually. That's and it, it wouldn't surprise me that they were making another one because all the other ones sort of seem to be hook is the one that really stands out for me. Um, the other ones from like the more contemporary ones really just, I feel like f- fell off the radar. Um, I didn't even know this one, name. this one stands out in its own way. I think just because of like the personal memories that I have, like I just find myself recounting the songs and singing "I've Got a Crow" in my head uh, a million times. You mm-hmm. know, um, but yeah, it is, it is really wild. So, Maddie, you hadn't seen it in maybe twenty five years or so, right? Probably like thirty. Thirty yeah. years or so. Um, do you find yourself watching other musicals in general? Like, do you like musicals as a whole? I I enjoy some of them. I was in a lot of musicals growing up, yep. too. Mm-hmm. I, was in, I think my favorite musical is probably Fiddler on the Roof. Great. Great um, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'll definitely watch the odd musical. But, yeah. um, but this wasn't something that, like, got you hooked on musicals for... For forever, or for you know, for at least like your formative years, right? I don't think so. I think it was more about like the it was like a story that everybody knew. It was like a role playing game, like yep. when you were playing with other kids. Like it was like let's play Peter Pan. Like everybody knew yep. what that was going to be about. Like everybody knew all the roles and mm-hmm. like what the event, like where you were going. You're always going to Neverland, right? Sure, like, sure. Yeah, um, you're up, you're up against the pirates. You're a good guy. You're a bad guy, right? It is relatively straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think this is this is so far. It is it is streaming on YouTube. It's re, it's relatively uh, easily accessible, right? Like yeah. this wasn't like a a pirated version on YouTube. It was no. it's they let it they let it stay up there, and you know I guess because it's been out for fifty five years or what whatever six seventy no what. Well, I'm bad at math right now. 60 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just like, I was not prepared for like how much there is to unpack in this version, I guess, when I rewatched it. Yeah. What, what was going on? So, so the kids in the beginning, not only did they have their parents and their dog, but there was a, is there like a, a maid? Is there a maid? There's a maid had- and she ends up there. She yeah, ends up in a fucking hell? dance in the woods with no words, right? Did yeah. I miss that? Or, or like, did I miss a, a, How did we get there with her? Or it's just... I didn't understand that at all. I was yeah. watching it. Apparently uh, it's cut starting in 1970, moving forward, when they re-aired this. Yeah. Like, they would re-air this version. They cut it out because, I don't know, save time, I guess. But, yeah, like, how did she get there? Yeah. Don't they don't show I, her following them, do they? I was wondering that because I definitely, like, I felt like I remember there being another scene of, like, Tinkerbell coming back to life and, like, I Did thought I remember yeah, that's Do we? 
but like it wasn't in the version that I watched so I was like hmm maybe they just never maybe they cut that part out or I don't know it was weird like I felt like there was parts missing around the third act somewhere but anyway I digress no yeah it was like they had like they wanted to like hurry up the in the yeah because I guess they could have shot it and, and ended up cutting it out because that does sort of like harken back to a memory that i have yeah of her coming back yeah because i thought it was like tinkerbell that tells tiger lily right right they need help yeah right yeah and that, that's what gets tiger lily to come and help with the rest of her her people yeah and like in the version on youtube that i watched they just kind of show up they do they just show up yeah because i just finished watching it a little bit earlier yeah, yeah. so um, i was like this is weird where did that whole part go but I don't know. There's a whole bunch of like, like even in that first scene where she, where like the mom is like, I saw a, sh- a boy at the window. Yeah, They're what? like two floors up. And then she's like, I have his shadow. And I was like, this is some witchcraft bullshit. Like, what yeah. is that? Yeah. Like yeah. who just like has a shadow in a drawer and the father's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, it's nobody we know. Like it's like totally normal yeah. thing to do. Oh my God. I did laugh a lot at that. It's just, um, I like really forgot this until you mentioned shadow, but like, <laughs> The whole scene about him, like, losing his shadow or whatever and his shadow being stuck to the ground and she has to, like, staple it to him or whatever. She sews it on his feet, yeah. <laughs> she sews it on his feet. What was very funny, and this, there's nothing wrong with this. It's what, what are you going to do? But, like, in an animated feature, you can not draw the shadow. So yeah. they don't have one. But, like, with a theatrical production about big, bright lights, no matter what <laughs> they did, she had a shadow. Yeah, I kind of liked the way that was executed though, because then they really hit then they hit Peter with like the, the straight-on spotlight, yeah. and Peter's facing like the backstage wall, and the the big shadow is up. I I liked the way that looked. It is, yeah. I mean, it is wild because they're literally taking like a thin piece of fabric that looks like it was cut out of your screen door, <laughs> and they and pretend like... to sew it onto his feet because it's shaped like a, a person, and then all of a sudden it's just like. Wendy just like sort of clears it from the frame, you know, like she just yeah. like tosses it to the side and then they, yeah. you know, that there's like some salty grip or like someone in the electric department and they're just like turning on a light, like ka-chung, you know, some <laughs> big old heavy switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's Maybe. weird. Cause it's one of those things where like when you're evaluating it as TV, there's like a whole bunch of shit that doesn't work. Like you're yeah. like, these people are rich. Why are all the kids sleeping in the same room? Like, right, what? Right. like, right. like, there's a shadow, but he lost his shadow. Like all of these little things, but uh, and also like when they're doing the flying scene, you're like, how tall are the ceilings in this house? They're like they forty foot so, ceilings. Yeah, because <laughs> when Michael, it's Michael who runs around first, right? or he's the one running around, and they're really just like pulling him up like fifteen feet off the <laughs> ground. Like where? What floor is this of the house? You know, you assume that they're sort of they're up two stories, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's the premise. Is every floor two stories tall too? You know, like <laughs> Yep. That old English architecture. I don't know. Yeah, those rich monarchy loving fools. Yeah. Um Maddie, are there any any parts that we haven't gone over yet that really stand out to you that you feel like you want to talk about before we assess, you know, officially whether or not we think that this version of Peter Pan holds up? Uh, because oh, they use the word squinch. That was the only other thing like, I wrote down. Squinch? Question mark? Because I was taking notes. Like, what yeah, does what? that even mean? It would be a great like screen name or something. Squinch. Squinch. 
Yeah. Because they use it in it. So according to uh, Google, it's a straight or arch structure across an interior angle of a square tower. <laughs> so I don't think that's the context they're losing it. They're using it in. No. Um, it doesn't. Re- it's not. It's not squint. It's not like with your eyes, but it's squinch, which um, yeah, seems like just maybe just a word that uh, maybe J M Barry or whoever wrote the musical pulled. Uh, pulled out of a hat somewhere never land yeah. slang yeah and the only other note i had was captain hook is hedonism bot from futurama like he just, uh, oh my god yeah he, he is. just is yeah with the grapes and the whole the chase and everything everything he he loved acting to the camera very specifically to the, there are a lot of times where you see certain characters looking at the camera and sometimes i it really bothered me in some choices but the way that he just like will come around at the end of a scene and almost like look directly into your soul and wink in a really creepy way. You're just like, oh, this guy is awful. He really is <laughs> terrible. Loving it. Loving it. So having not seen it in quite some time, what did you think upon revisiting Peter Pan, the 1960 made for TV musical version? Does it hold up to you, Maddie? I don't think it holds up. I think I might have to, if I might have to, like, if I were to watch this with a, a group of people, right? Say we studied a hundred people and they all watched it. And if you're coming back and you're telling me this holds up, I don't know. We're going to have to really talk about a couple yeah. things, I think, you know, because there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with this. And even Peter Pan as a whole, like you mentioned, Maddie. Yeah. Not Why great. Does story, why does this story continue to captivate people? I agree. I, I think... Potentially, that's why like it doesn't like they keep making remakes that don't do anything because maybe maybe the characters flat and the characters are flat. It's not like an interesting. You know what? I want to see cool pirates in a mythical land. Honestly, put on Pirates of the Caribbean now. Like that does it better to me than like what you're trying to get out of Peter Pan. Like what does Peter Pan have? Right? As far as like, I don't think there's any necessary lessons in the animated version, and I definitely don't know what's going on in the live-action versions besides Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what are you taking away? The Peter Pan as a character is flat. You know, Wendy is, like, a very boring thing. Like, Captain Hook is, like, kind of funny and interesting, sort of, with his alligator phobia and, like, him and Smee's relationship. Like, yeah. sure, I watch that, but you know what? Like, I think I want a swashbuckling adventure where Peter and Captain Hook are fighting on the pirate ship. That's, like, the big culmination of, as, like, a, as a young boy, that's what I loved the most. Like, yeah. you know, loved that. But, like, there's so many more things that do that better now. That, like, Peter Pan's not all that interesting when you boil it down. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, Parents I don't care. Like, kids don't care. I don't know. I guess it's when you're, like... You know, I want to say if you're like three years old, you know, then it's probably like he's so confident and he can fly, you right. know, like very simple. Just, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, all the all the roles are super simple to figure out. Right. You can really sort of take it as face value and you're not looking at it into it too, too much. But once you start to dissect it, <laughs> once you watch it as an adult, you're like, what the Ugh. fuck? Well, and so, so Maddie, right. You have a one year old. I heard. Or maybe uh, you told 18, us. 18 months, yeah. 18 months, 18 months. They're going to be of an age soon where, like, this is appropriate if you wanted to show it to them. What do you think? Would you show it to them? 
Would you like yeah. open up the world of Peter Pan to them? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> he no, has, not in a he rush. Has, um, he has a board book that just says mm-hmm. that has each character. Okay. So it just uh, an illustration, like big picture. So it just says Peter yeah. Pan is flying, Tinker Bell is sparkling. You know, like yeah, right. right. Um, but that's kind of it. And I thought, like, oh, how charming. And now I'm kind of like, oh my god, I should burn this. Like, so what <laughs> other books? What other books can hit the top yeah. of the pile real quick? Yeah. yeah, you'll just start making up other stories for Peter Pan is yeah. what they call an arrested development. Yeah. And Wendy needs to have bigger goals in life and. Yeah. Well, there is there is going to be a version coming out in 2022. Uh, oh well, thank God, really, it's about time. And Jude <laughs> Law is Captain Hook. Jude Law is playing Captain. I Hook. do love Jude that Law. Feels I absolutely love it. <laughs> it does feel appropriate. And yeah, there was there were two different versions of the story that came out in 2020. Previous to that, 2015. Then previous to that, 2003. Another version in 2003. So like, yeah, like why are we? Why are we revisiting this story over and over? I don't um, know. The I mean, characters at face value, relatively interesting. But once you really start to tell the story the way that it was, I guess, meant to be told, it's bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. I mean, it's fun to watch bullshit for the podcast. It's fun to have an excuse to watch something of this era, which I don't think we we get to visit a lot, especially in this sort of interesting way of being production that is like live but for tv you know which is just interesting in its own right like who whoever thought that would be a good like okay let's take the stage which you know if you're acting on the stage you're sort of acting to the back of the room you're really projecting you're you're acting for this big audience and put it on tv which you approach in a totally different way much more intimate close with the camera you know, you can whisper and, and your your emotions are still heard. No, let's mash those two ideas together and have it be this, like, weird thing that doesn't really make sense. I, I was yeah. going to say, um, so we've talked about Peter Pan and that story. Now, what do we think of the, you know, we can, we can kind of go quick, I guess, but what do we think of what you're just bringing up, John? Like, the fact that it's like a TV production of a Broadway play. What I thought was mind-blowing is the single shots that don't move, of a character sitting still, singing. Yeah, it's boring. It's so... It gets very stagnant. So stagnant and boring. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe in 1960 that that could fly. That, like, because... Well, hey, you can fly, they can fly, he can fly. He can, can <laughs> yeah, fly. yeah, right. I feel like that was kind of, like... I mean, people... And I just, like, know this as an editor, like, the cuttiness that we're used to in action movies like that didn't start until really like the late 80s early 90s yeah so like we were all growing up watching that stuff so we're conditioned to see it but like older audiences like they love the long take right go watch barry linden yeah exactly it's all all the action movies were shot like intense choreography it was shot as a long take wide um medium reaction shots and then close-ups like just for cut like punches the like hits yelling. and punches right yeah right. like hits and punches or or like the moment where the sword gets knocked out of your hand sure to emphasize like, something right yeah yeah like everything was shot as a long take for all the fight scenes even so like i feel like the audiences were probably at that point like much more used to it just used to it but like seeing it now you're just like oh my god why is it right. Why Give me a different angle. Away? So yeah. it's a really different uh, 
animal than what we're used to seeing. But it's also, um, you know, just like an, an interesting idea, I think, maybe not for Peter Pan, but just sort of in general, because like kids don't really see live theater anymore. So you kind of, you wonder if uh, there's a better way of doing it now somehow for today's audiences. It's also better like for little kids because they, um, you know, that's why like Sesame Street, like they talk directly to the camera. Everything yeah. is like longer edits. Like mm -hmm. that's what little kids can figure out, you know, right. like, so for younger kids, it's better to kind of shoot and cut stuff that way. So I, I feel like there's that I that part of the idea has some legs, I guess. Sure. Not to over too much stimulus can be a bad thing, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuts and or they just can't confusing. follow it. Right. right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever NBC is gonna do in the future. They're gonna do a live action into the woods, maybe a fiddler on the roof. Or, I, uh, I'm always reminded of the uh, like they do it like NBC does these specials for spectacle. And like I'm oh, reminded yes. of the uh, Thirty yes. Rock episode about fireworks. <laughs> right, right. It's just like that. It's and like that's like that what he was life. trying to get was like he should have done a the theatrical production or whatever, but did right. fireworks downtown anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Well, anyway. yeah. What a wild ride. Yeah. Peter Pan, 1960, with Mary Martin. I mean, hey, the acting really good. The story, not so great. Yeah, it's Mary Martin. We did not. We did not think it held up. Um, all right, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna have some graham cracker snacks in just a bit. Hey, John, did you hear we got a new sponsor? Yeah, Justin, I heard uh, you were telling me just the other day. Why don't you remind the listeners what you were telling me? Yeah, so Unknown Arts T-shirt Company out of Burlington, Vermont, is our new sponsor. Yeah, that's cool. You can find them. You were telling me you can find them all over social media at unknown arts right that's they also right have a, they have a website unknownartstudios.com but more right. importantly their etsy shop right yes so etsy.com slash shop slash unknown arts and from there they have tons of t-shirts and shirts and other apparel that have custom designs made by artists uh all over vermont and i think of you know all over the country um and if you use our code Hold up five, yep. H O L D U P five. Good number five dollars off right. your order. Yeah, and uh, like I'm wearing a cool shirt right now that they gave us. It's so nice. It's very soft. It's very comfortable. Um, yeah, great, great shirts. Check them out on Etsy. Use that code. Hold up five. The number five, not the word five. Correct. And yeah, get get five dollars off your next T-shirt over at Etsy.com/shop/unknownarts. <laughs> And we're back. That's right. We are back. Hold up podcast. Maddie Poirier. We are here to talk about a childhood treat. After we talked about Peter Pan, you know how it works. We explained it to you. I don't know why. And you know, you guys sort of got to do this for the podcast. You got to like explain it to the people. You get it. You're in production. Justin, yeah. some, sometimes you got to explain it to Justin why we do things this way. So yeah. Hey, Justin, sorry. No, no problem. All right. Good. I think my peanut butter is weird looking. I'm using Teddy. Okay, well, I can't believe that I did not get Peter Pan peanut butter. After Justin, after you said that, I was like, this is such a miss. 
I don't know if I... I think I've only bought Peter Pan peanut butter like once or twice in my life. It's really not a go-to in my household as a kid or in my household now as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Jif guy. Jif's good. Or what's the... Wait, wait, wait. What's the... What's the blue cat? Is that Skippy? Skippy? I might be Skippy. Skippy is good. I'll tell you what. Whole Foods, organic. Yeah, I'm all about those like almond butters (laughs) now and stuff. I don't know. This, well, I guess you can't really tell, but this peanut butter, um, it looks just like slop. All right, well, we can get into our, let's, let's, before we get into the specific sloppiness of our own peanut butters, or non-sloppiness, because I think my peanut butter looks like good as hell. Justin's digging right in, absolutely. Maddie, this is, you know, a lot of times we do, like, maybe more uh, packaged snacks and stuff on the show or something mm-hmm. that sort of comes pre-made. This is something that we we got a few ingredients and we whipped it together. What are we having here? What do we have in front of us? So it's peanut butter and white chocolate chips on top of a graham cracker. A honey graham cracker. A honey graham cracker. Yep. Um, Yeah, and I don't remember. I just figured I should pick, like, something from an early... A snack from an early point in my life to go Mm -hmm. with the Peter Pan, like, early movie theme. So, yeah, I tried to, like, ask my parents, like, when I had this or, like, what did we call it? Yeah. And, like, nobody could remember. (laughs) but you remembered I, but, it specifically. Yeah. 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 So I remember, and I feel like it was probably one of those things where like, this is something like a kid could make. Like sure. if you gave them peanut butter on a graham cracker and then some chocolate chips, like I would probably sit there and me and my brother would probably like put this together, you know? Yeah. So it was probably like something like that where they were like, this will keep them busy for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So how, how old do you think you were when you started making this for yourself or would you imagine at least? I don't know probably six or seven gotcha so like a little older than when i saw the movie but yeah around the same period i will say it is sort of an interesting flavor combination and the reason i think that is just because of the white chocolate right i mean a lot of people talk about chocolate and peanut butter but not necessarily white chocolate and peanut butter right Mm -hmm. i mean sure you have your your reese's varietals that have like white chocolate instead of milk chocolate and and all of that. But that was sort of what stood out to me the most was like, I've done, you know, graham cracker with peanut butter, even probably in the last year or so, you know, just like a, a snack. Um, but yeah, the white chocolate chips really give it that sort of, I think like a kid, a really like a childlike vibe. Right. Um, yeah. And I don't like, I'm not a big white chocolate person. Okay. That was the question I had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm I think not. It is sort of polarizing. I think it's a polarizing flavor. Yeah. I actually don't mind white chocolate um, uh-huh. in this format, like as a as like a, you know, a Hershey Kiss or whatever as a chocolate chip. Right, it's a little um, chocolate chip. Right? Yeah, and because like I like pour, I don't know why. Just when I was making it, I poured a handful and I just ate a handful of them, thinking they'll taste like chocolate chips. Um, no, they don't. But they also didn't taste like. I have a really negative memory of Hershey cookies and cream bar, which is like a yeah. white chocolate bar. Yeah. And being like, like, I remember loving the first bite and then every subsequent bite being like nauseous. Mm. And because it was like the white chocolate. It is very, very sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very sweet. But like these, these little bites totally no, did not have that at all. They were like, they weren't, obviously they weren't milk chocolate, but they, they were totally, oh, here's a treat, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you have these when you're six or seven. 
Did they mm-hmm. did they go into your childhood like greatly? Like something you'd pack them for in your lunch or eat them every Saturday with your cartoons? Like or what do you I think? I remember. I should say I grew up in a household where like we weren't allowed to have a lot of junk food. So like mm-hmm. we never had like there was no like Hostess snack cakes or gotcha. Yeah, there was no like. I don't know. Very, very rarely were there even things like fruit by the foot or like. Okay. Yeah. That was all the kind of stuff that we would like, like, trade our friends for at school. At <laughs> like, lunch, right? Yeah. Cafeteria. Be table. like, yeah. I'll trade you for that. I want to try it. Um. So. So what were you? What were you trading? Like, was this something that you would bring? Probably you weren't bringing this to lunch, right? This is a little bit messy. It wouldn't necessarily no. pack up in a lunchbox that well. Unless you have the would components. be like. Something we would beg my dad to make us while we watched a movie on like nice. a Friday or Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Like if we didn't have, or like for dessert, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was like a, and it was like not something we were allowed to have all the time. Yeah. And it was probably more of like a winter time thing because I feel like we did have ice cream around in my mm-hmm. house during the summer a lot. Yeah. So it probably wasn't, it was probably more of like, this is a wintertime thing. We're home watching a movie. And he'd be like, Dad, please. And he'd be like, fine, here you go. <laughs> and, like, I just remember, like, putting all the chocolate chips on, to- like, meticulously, like, John, yours were kind of, like, lined up. Yes. These, Would like, he let like, you do that part? Yeah, he, like, he got to thing? do that part. Like, we were involved in making it. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Matt, Matt, I'm going to dig in here. Maddie, feel free to take a bite. Justin, I know that you've already tried it a little bit. Have you already housed your whole graham cracker over there? Um, no, I have to kind of take a break because it is very um, – it takes it takes the saliva out of your mouth, and then you can't – you need to, like, get it back right. before you can talk again. Because so. peanut butter sort of does that in general. Uh, a graham cracker is also a little bit dry in its own regard, and this isn't necessarily, I guess, like – this isn't like um, – it's like the opposite of having a little bit of tea before you're about to do like a voice recording session. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, let me just chomp down on some peanut butter and record a podcast. You know, yeah. hey, you know, so, so that's I, I think for so this first time having this combination, also first time having graham crackers and peanut butter. That is not a snack I've ever had in and wow. of itself. So so a lot of firsts here. Um, Congrats, by the way. Yeah. I, so my my initial thought is I, I wish I was getting something. um sweeter i'm not getting the white chocolate like i'm not tasting it like my i think honestly i think i got not great peanut butter i think that is my issue right now it is all i can taste i don't i don't taste the graham cracker i don't taste the white chocolate very focused on the peanut butter you mentioned it earlier you said it was teddy's peanut butter that's like a natural peanut butter you really get a stir to incorporate the oil and i stirred it yeah you stirred it but um now, was that the normal peanut butter that you have in your house, or did you pick that up separately for this? It is what we keep in the house, and I'm not what... normally the consumer of that. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, same with the graham crackers. So there's graham actually crackers. a chance these graham crackers are not honey. I'm kind of maybe going a peek in the behind the curtain too far. Wow. Um, wow, dude. I, you gotta, I, I missed, we got to pause. Go, back, go out to the store. We got to pause. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I read over that part. I'm very sorry. There must no, be I don't know not... if I specified, actually. That might be my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have honey graham cracker. Maddie, you have honey graham cracker. So, graham cracker. The, the... So, if we can ostracize Justin, any any way to ostracize Justin <laughs> is good with me. You know, that's yeah. what this podcast is all about. I blame me, too. Just putting I'm him sure. out on a peninsula and just forgetting about him. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, so I don't know. It's kind of, <laughs> I, I, I wish I was, I, I almost thought about drizzling honey on top of this. And I think that would be, that I would still be can't believe that you don't think this is sweet enough because it is so sweet. I can smell I literally how sweet am the like, white chocolate chips are. I'm like, this is, I don't taste anything. And I don't, you don't have COVID. Taste anything? No. Yeah, you got to get yourself checked out. Yo, I got, I got my first remote. vax. I'm good. You need you I know need I need two. both. I need both. I got to go get it. But I can't <laughs> yeah, get it get the I got to wait till May 11th. Okay, good. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I just like, it just doesn't, I don't taste the white chocolate. Maybe I didn't put enough on. But I feel like I put yeah. a lot on. I don't know. I think I put too much peanut butter. I think that's the, the situation. Okay. Yeah, it might be a ratio thing. I don't know. I think that's it. Because I'm not very good with the spreading. I don't know if you can yep. see, but it's uh, very globular on there. It is kind of globby, yeah. It's mm-hmm. very so, globby. you know, Maddie, being the expert here, mm-hmm. what, how, first of all, I want to know what, what your initial reaction was to trying it. And then I would love to know, like, you know, how you layered. You had a nice little sprinkle of chocolate chips, which was visible. I'm curious how thick of a layer of peanut butter you put on there. Um, pretty thin. Yeah, pretty say. thin. Nice. Yeah, same. Pretty thin. And Justin globbed it on. That was so step much. Wrong, <laughs> wrong step number one. And then what did you what did you think? Has it has it been a while since you tried this flavor combination? It has, and it's I like it. I don't know. It's definitely like a snack that I would have with my eighteen month old for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not really a white chocolate chip person but i think Mm -hmm. it goes well with the peanut butter so i think it brings back you know and for me there's like a little nostalgia there like thinking about blockbuster movie night etc etc so um yeah and are these are these things that you had in your house like will you keep these things on hand regularly or would it be more of like a special treat to buy one or are all of these things so the only thing that i had to go out of my way to buy was the the white chocolate chips, which I don't typically don't have on hand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I have a toddler, so we definitely always have peanut butter and graham crackers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, those are both great snacks. There's always peanut butter in my house. It is uh, da- dangerous. I will eat a jar of peanut butter way too quickly. And, uh, yeah, I you know, I feel like I probably would – I much quicker would think about putting milk chocolate chips on this as opposed to white chocolate. White chocolate just being something the same, like I don't really have in the house that much, which I feel like my wife enjoys to bake, so there are chocolate chips in the house. You know, mm-hmm. I'll throw them in some yogurt. Um, I took some of these white chocolate chips, I threw them in yogurt. I had them on this peanut butter. It's solid. It's yeah. not like it's not a flavor combo that I have often. I don't necessarily reach for the white chocolate Reese's. If I have the option, I'm going to reach for the standard milk chocolate um i do like milk chocolate i mean i do like white chocolate i grew up not really liking chocolate that much so to me white chocolate was like the kind that i liked um the older i got i think my palate just sort of evolved and i i enjoy milk chocolate a little bit more i'm still a little hesitant when it comes to dark chocolate but um white chocolate like why is it even chocolate it's not chocolate like who lied to who and decided to yeah. call Let's this call white like, chocolate. Yeah, like candy. It's like yeah, why not call it something, something else? It's so weird. It's not chocolate. It's yeah. like sugar. It's just sugar. Yeah, there's no cocoa in it. No. no, right? Like, yeah. No. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
But I it is it is made from cocoa butter, sugar, milk solids, and sometimes it has vanilla in it. Huh. So um yeah, but it does not contain cocoa solids. It just contains cocoa butter. So that's the difference. There's no cocoa solids in white chocolate, only cocoa butter. Um, huh. Yeah, the melting point is different, and um, it is really its own Some beast, thing. I guess. Yeah, it really is its own thing. I feel like I totally would be down now that they're in the house to be like, oh, instead of chocolate chip pancakes or chocolate chip cookies with yes. typical milk chocolate like let's let's uh let's throw the white chocolate in there see how that comes <laughs> out you know yeah, yeah the the white chocolate chip bags the bag that i got i think it was i think it's toll house or something it has like a picture of like a chocolate cookie with white chocolate chips in it that wow. is really good yeah yeah looks really good i really want to try to make some of those you know even if they had some chocolate chunks in it too yeah just to break it up a little bit with the white chocolate i like the way it looks um and it's just yeah a little bit of a departure from your sort of traditional like chocolate chip cookie, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I ended up with the mini chips cause that was all they had. Uh-huh. I would say that it kind of like evens everything out. Like it makes it easier to create a layer as opposed to getting like big chunks all over the yeah, place. Because chocolate chips, they can be a little bit uh, obtrusive when you're trying to bite them, you know, they when you're can, trying to, like, John. They can oh be my a God. little bit, a little bit sharp and maybe affect the roof of your mouth You're in a damn negative right. way. That's why, as a as wow, a dude. what the as a so topic passionate. on ice cream, I feel this very acutely that they they really they can kind of fuck you up the top of your mouth. Yeah, a the bit. small chips help. The small chips help. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. It's all. I hear that. That's why I've switched over to. I'm exclusively M and M's now on my ice cream. That's it. Really? Yep. Wow. You know, I will kind of say that I think. Cold M&M's is an interesting thing because M&M's are, right, developed to melt in your mouth, not in your hand. So there's something about when you, like, get them colder that they, like, almost don't want, they don't even want to melt even more. And they're, like, but sometimes the candy, rough, and I the love candy that. coating can get <laughs> a little bit too crunchy. Um, yeah, M&M's are good, good, like- good topping. There's that, like, moment where, like, the colors bleed and it's very beautiful. And then, like, yes. two and seconds then it becomes later, brown. it's just it's all brown. brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, that yeah. moment, You're like, oh. that one moment where it's a beautiful rainbow, <laughs> uh, it's, it's all worth it. It's all worth it for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I actually feel like I want to attempt this snack again. So. Oh, how are you going to plus it up? What are you going to do to plus it up? I think I'm going to use less peanut butter. Okay, less peanut butter. And I will drizzle some honey on it. Nice, nice. That's now, my... What, how are you going to layer the honey? What what layer are you putting on the, uh, on I'm, the honey? Oh, so I would take the the bear, and I would make the honey Because the, the honey that you have in your house is in a bear container. Correct. Not okay, a bee container. Course. Fucked up. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> Wait. Why are you bears? Bears? The bear what? is standard, I think. Yeah, bear is very standard. Why? I don't, I, the bears... Bears like honey. They just stole it from the bees. I think bees should be the mascot of honey. It wouldn't um, exist without the bees. I'm not against this, actually. You know, we could, we could, we could like raise up the bees a little bit and sort of put them on the pedestal that they deserve to be on. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of these thieving bears are getting all the credit. Where, I mean, they're not really doing the work. Right. Mm-hmm. They're certainly not bottling the honey. I think that's probably humans that are involved in doing that. I, I agree. Don't know. I've yeah. never seen a honey factory, but I think there are humans involved. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I'd take the bear and I would just, I'd make like, you know, the, I'd do like a cool squiggle across it. Kind of Very like artistic, first. artisanal. Yeah. Are you saying first on the gram? Like no, 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 right no. I I'd, I'd be in this state right now, and uh-huh. then I and would then drizzle on top of this. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Maddie, I have a similar question for you. So, how did you feel about this flavor combination? Uh, did you enjoy it? Do you think it holds up? I think this holds up. Yeah. And Unlike if, Peter Pan, the snack right. holds up. <laughs> and to me. could you? Could you think of any sort of way to plus it up with sort of your 2021 goggles on? I mean, I do think that you did plus it up in a way by using the mini chips as opposed to the standard size chips that and Justin you, and I have. And your photo, for those that haven't looked at our photo that we've posted online of this, right. your photo, or when you shared it, it's like it is a solid full layer of chips. You oh, it's like, great. It looks great. You yeah. are like... Your sprinkle tactic was really good. Did you just yeah. sprinkle them with your fingers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, impressive. Damn. In, you know, the 10 seconds before I came back up here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, yeah. that's pro. Yeah. That's pro. Um, yeah, no, maybe, like, I feel like it might be good with, like, um, even, like, chopped walnuts or something, maybe. Oh, okay. I like that. Yep. That Not that fun. it needs to be plussed up, because I do think it's good. You know, some, sometimes you can have too many flavors, and it becomes too much. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, I think regular milk chocolate chips or semi-sweet chocolate chips would be a solid addition, but... Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. even put a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. Like 50-50, you know? Maybe yeah. some coconut flakes. Oh, ah, yeah. I love to mix in coconut flakes with things. Mm-hmm. It's good. Good um, texture, good flavor. Yeah. I I think if you buy your standard Skippy or Jif um, peanut butter, it's a little sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would also make a huge difference on on this right now like, well maybe for you for I mean, me I personally use, i use jiff maddie what kind of what did you use for peanut butter do you remember it's the like whole foods 365, 365 brand. great brand yeah, yeah good brand yeah we'll have yeah, to bleep no, that just, too though because amazon owns them so we'll bleep that uh, i know <laughs> there's no nothing is safe anymore nothing That's is really, safe yeah unless you're actually going down and, and meeting the bees that regurgitate your honey or going and visiting the local farm that processes. Actually, for a little while, I was making peanut butter at home, just like buying peanuts and throwing it in the food processor. It's a lot easier than you think. Um, yeah, I've heard really? this. Yeah, really, it's really easy. Um, you actually don't need to add any oils. You just need to continue to process it. And so, you know, it's just a regular KitchenAid food processor. Add about a cup of peanuts. And um, the biggest factor is making sure you don't run it for too long in in sequence to burn out the motor of your your food processor. So you basically run it for 30 seconds and then, like, give it a minute break and then run it for 30 seconds, give it a minute break, because it does take some time. It, but um, it makes great, great peanut butter. It feels yeah. like, um, I don't know, I didn't do this, and I'm making an assumption. Uh, All right, so well, you know I'm about to shoot say. you down, so go of ahead. Of course, yep. of course. So... <laughs> How many peanuts did you need to buy in order to make, like, a decent amount of peanut butter that, like, that's a cost-effective means of making peanut butter? It was cost-effective immediately. Cause wow. Because I the big honking thing of peanut of peanuts, right? Like, the big, like, whatever you can get. Shelled like, or unshelled? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> unshelled. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, I mean, but not, that would be a big cost savings too if you bought them. That would be a big cost saving set. Yeah, <laughs> it's I. Like six hours later, and John's. Like, my time is also worth something, <laughs> Justin. Okay. So, right. look, 
I didn't know if the food processor could handle that. You want the grinds in there? I, look, I'm just asking the questions people want to know, all right? I'm not entirely sure. What did you do sure. in quarantine while I showed yeah. the 4,000 yeah. peanuts? You know, some people are spending their time, like, making sourdough bread. I'm just shelling. Uh, oh, yeah, I have this 10-pound bag of peanuts still in the shell, and uh, there's there's peanut dust all over my house. Yeah, I'm just imagining, like, it pans down to the floor, and it's, like, one of those restaurants where, like, it's yeah, like peanuts. Yeah, like Texas Roadhouse or some bullshit. Yeah. John's yeah. entire house is that. Yeah. The dog can't, like, go anywhere because it's, like, it's paws. Okay. Or if it's, like, these damn peanuts yeah. ruined our yeah. life. Yeah, our marriage. So you bought the big, <laughs> the big honking bag. What's a big honking yeah. bag cost? Fifteen bucks. I don't know, but I know that I did the math, and it definitely like I did the math, and I weighed the peanut butter, and I filled like one of those big mason jars. Oh. Two two and a half times from one, like, say thirty two ounce container of peanuts. You okay. Know? Okay. So oh. um. That's great. Yeah. That's seems- yeah. Yeah, that seems effective. Because what's a jar of peanut butter cost? Like five bucks. Some, I mean, if you're talking like the, some of the more bougie stuff, like the you know, the non-super like processed and right, right. Like this is yeah. pretty much straightforward. Um, they, you know, some people suggest maybe adding a little bit of coconut oil, or if the peanuts are not salted, adding a little bit of salt. Um, I'm a salt fiend, so I always add a little bit of salt to basically everything, and. Um, yeah, it was great. It was solid. It's relatively easy to make, and we're here to take down Jif and the Peter, specifically the Peter Pan Company. We don't like what they stand for. We don't like what they represent. In we, don't the story like of Peter Pan. <laughs> we don't like their buses. We don't like their buses. Anything else associated with Peter Pan other than the movie starring Robin Williams? Um, Hook. You know what? Let's try to take them down. Make your own peanut butter at home and. Um, Tell if you you know if you have a daughter out there. Yes, she can play male roles in, in plays, or she can do whatever the hell she wants. And um, tell Mister Darling to freaking take a hike. Get out of here, dude. I'm sick of your attitude. Yeah. What is this? What is the dumb thing that he says one more time? The, I can't the tie phrase? my tie. Oh, no one. Oh, for to the kids. Yeah, yeah. A no, little silly, less noise there. A little less noise. Oh God, that sounds awful. It's yeah. like something my grandpa would say or something, you know. He also says, "No one coddles me. I'm just the breadwinner." Yeah, that line, honestly, that alone is like reasons to for like anyone to slap him. No one coddles me. I'm the breadwinner. Yeah, you're a grown ass man. Would you relax for a second? There's someone. There's like a friggin'. There's like a a a dude with Arrested Development peeking in your your window, and you're worried about your damn tie. There's like people peeking in on your kids. Oh, they just want to listen to the stories. Well, they they rolled up a shadow, and it's no one they know. So, yeah, case closed. Yeah, so <laughs> death to Peter like, Pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Peter Pan must die would be like the next movie version. Yeah, I, I yeah, love that. I really do want a version where Captain Hook plays psychological hell on Peter Pan because that's what it is. That is what would get him to. Well, Hook Hook kind of does that actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but because like, he takes the angle of how like Peter's a bad dad, right? Yeah, and he's like I will treat you, I will treat you kids like you deserve to be treated. Jack, I'll watch your ball game. Well, wow, I've seen that movie so many times. Dustin Hoffman, a true legend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know, Peter Pan, not so great, but graham crackers with peanut butter and um, white stuff. chocolate chips. I, I liked it a lot. I think it holds up. I think it's a great snack. This will not be the last time I'm having it. I will. I still have more of these ingredients, and I'll be snacking on it tomorrow for sure. Justin, what did you think? 
Uh, same. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, do you think it holds up your snack? I don't feel like I heard that yeah, answer. I bl- oh, we said I think you said it. Yeah. I did, oh. yeah. Oh, I think oh, it holds yeah. up. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no worries. Yeah, you know, you got to be thorough. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, speaking of being thorough, every episode of the podcast, we like to end it with doing a little bit plugs of our own. So, Maddie, you'll get a chance in just a second. But before we get there, check us out on social media. Right, Justin? We are at the Hold Up Podcast everywhere except for Twitter where we are at the Hold Up Cast. Well, let's be real. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's where just we're follow posting. us on Instagram. That's where the we're doing a lot podcast. of the content. Right. At the Hold and Up then, Podcast. You know what? I just read this whole article about how iTunes has this, basically all this power in the podcast game. So, like, if you go and you leave us ratings and reviews, it helps not only us on the charts in iTunes, but also everywhere else you listen to podcasts because that's how Apple's running the game right now. I mean, I guess they kind of invented podcasts, even though it's just recorded radio. They didn't really do anything. But... um. Yeah, ratings and reviews are important. So wherever you listen to the show, give us some ratings and reviews. But even more importantly, Maddie Poirier, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. For, for taking your time to watch this movie, to eat this snack, and talk about it with us. Is there anything you would like to plug or promote or say before we get out of here? Sure. I'll, I'll plug my podcast, I guess, real quick. Hell yeah. Um, it's called Do Differently. It's about um, parenthood and or... Um, motherhood situations that begin outside of the norm in some way shape or form mm-hmm. um and it's just a lot of really fun honest conversations of of people going through those experiences and you can find us on instagram do differently podcast um awesome yeah or wherever you That's get your great. podcasts yeah so you know what after you first actually mo- number one go check out do differently leave them ratings and reviews then if you have some extra time Come on over, leave off some ratings and reviews because a lot of podcasts out there. And even though it's fun, sometimes it's not that easy. But I don't know why I'm saying it's not that easy. I guess it is pretty easy. It's fun. I, 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 you enjoy know, yourselves. Just, yeah, like our like our Instagram stuff, too. Or yeah, if you Justin don't, does or, a lot. Justin runs the Instagram, like it. if it's not clear. Or if you don't like it, tell us what you want. Adam. No one's going to do that. I know. All instead, no one's gonna everyone's going to just say, promote us at such and such. Oh, dude. Have so don't many even, fucking spam I hate bots. those. I get so mad at those spam bots just because we use hashtags. And they're like, yo, fam, <gasps> check us out. And I, I either delete uh, them or I'll be like, nah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just delete them. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, Maddie, thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for being check here, Check out Maddie. our sponsors. Yes, and our sponsors, Unknown Arts. You heard about them during the break. Thank you. Have a nice night. Bye. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. Very challenging work. 